Well, the Foreign Affairs Committee in Ottawa will have an emergency meeting on Friday to look into the government's controversial decision to repair and return Russian pipeline turbines belonging to Gazprom to Germany. Now, you might have remembered this week that President Vladimir Zelensky of Ukraine have sharply criticized our decision and saying what Ottawa has done represents a dangerous precedent that will only encourage Mr. Putin to keep using energy as a weapon. Kiev even summoned our charge d'affaires in uh, the Ukrainian capital earlier this week uh, to hear its objections over the turbine decision. Well, the PM is standing by that decision to return the six turbines uh, for pipelines that carry natural gas from Russia to Europe. Uh, The Liberals' decision to grant Siemens Canada an exemption to deliver the equipment uh, while sanctions are in place against Russia uh, has earned it sharp criticism, but he says it was a difficult decision. Countries in Europe, particularly Germany, have stepped up massively in their support of Ukraine as well. And we need to hold together, particularly faced with the attempts by Russia to weaponize energy policy, to divide us amongst ourselves. Well, joining me now with more on this is Roman Waschuk. He's the former ambassador to Ukraine, our former ambassador to Ukraine, and now the business ombudsman for Ukraine. Thanks for your time. Uh, Very welcome. So this has turned into a bit of a mess. Uh, it's not often you see the Ukrainian president take to take to social media with his videos to slam a country like Canada. But where do you think that things went wrong here? Well, I think um, Canada wanted to go along and make life easier for two of its partners. I mean, obviously, Germany is one and you could see the supportive message that came out of the U.S. as well. Uh, and I think miscalculated the degree of frustration uh, on the Ukrainian side with the sorts of accommodationist gestures vis-a-vis Russia. Yeah, tell me about that. I mean, where is that frustration coming from? Because clearly uh, in Ottawa, they misread it. Well, uh, I was in a discussion with a Ukrainian energy expert, and uh, I was on the brink of misreading too. Um, you know, and I, I was making a point, and I've served in both Berlin uh, and, and Kyiv, uh, that, you know, from a German energy point of view, uh, having more than one energy option, i.e. the Ukraine pipeline, especially during a war, is, is an important factor. And so you could see why Canada would want to uh, take that into consideration. And uh, the Ukrainian energy uh, lady said, look, the Russians are going to manipulate this anyway. The turbine doesn't really matter. It just shows you're weak. And I said, oh, well, well that's interesting. Well, maybe. Uh, and sure enough, you know, two days later, the Russians say, yeah, nice turbine. We don't know if we're going to switch it back on. Uh, so this sense, I think, in Kyiv that... Uh, Canada and Germany allowed themselves to be had uh, at a time when uh, kind of stronger support is important to the Ukrainians. I think that, that that's partly what touched this off. Is there a way to remedy it? Uh, I think uh, at this point, from at least what I understand, at least one of those turbines is already on its way. Um, I think the government needs to up its messaging game. I mean, Canada really in the past couple of months has been kind of middle of the pack. Uh, certainly, uh, I think back when when you were 
in the field covering this in 1415. Canada had a quite a unique voice of its own uh, on Ukraine issues. Uh, bit of an edge, uh, sort of like late Harper, early Trudeau. Right now we're kind of middle of the pack. And I think uh, when you're middle of the pack, plus you uh, pull moves like this, you're leaving yourselves open for a, for a country that is really, really feeling emotionally raw. And let me, let me tell you, I have uh, you know, Ukrainian staff colleagues and their reaction to the daily uh, missile attacks on civilian targets, profoundly emotional and you know, profound, you know, just bubbling with resentment at it. And so, you know, trying to tell Ukrainians about, well, we really want a smooth out energy transitions for uh, countries like Germany that don't quite know what they're doing doesn't go over terribly well. And we saw another attack today in Venezia, right? I mean, there's this uh, perhaps as summer is in full force here in Canada, we're forgetting uh, that a very brutal and very deadly war continues, including missile attacks on civilians far away from the front line. Well, yeah. And, and you know, this one, I think very evocative. There was a little girl who got killed. Uh, her uh, and, and her mother, I'm not sure if her mother made it. She was, she was uh, severely wounded. Uh, girl, four years old, Lisa, uh, had uh, Down syndrome, but her mother... Ran, sort of ran an Instagram account, you know, trying to portray her daughter and explain to people all the capabilities and possibilities and the ways that a girl like that could develop. So sort of using uh, life with her as a kind of a lesson for other people on how to uh, treat disabled children better. And so it's uh, it makes it even more tragic, but just, you know, uh, coming out of nowhere serving no possible military purpose. Uh, it just seems so unnecessarily cruel. If, if you were back, and, and I gather the Charge d'Affaires was called to the carpet in Kyiv as well, which I don't know if something, it's something you were familiar with, but that's quite the statement when the uh, when the government in Kyiv drags in the Charge d'Affaires from the embassy, in, in the Canadian embassy, to try to get an explanation. Well, yeah, I, I suppose also that Given some of the sensitivities in Europe, in this case, it might have been easier for Ukraine to pick on Canada than on Germany, which is, of course, I think the real problem uh, actor, problematic actor in this case. Uh, Canada is sort of an accessory to German dithering about uh, energy and, of course, mistakes they made in energy policy earlier by becoming so dependent on Russia. Uh, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of that. Um, but, but yeah, the, the Ukrainians may be pick, picking and choosing who to pick on on a given day. Well, they certainly know the pressure in Canada would be pretty, was and is uh, pretty intense about this decision. Uh, as a last question, Roman, what now? How, do, how does Canada repair this? Well, I think uh, certainly you know, Canadian actions like uh, sending the 39 uh, LAV 6s, uh, the uh, armored vehicles, et cetera, those are going to be useful. But I think uh, one of the things we could also do is the UK is actively training uh, Ukrainian military in the UK. Uh, you know, if we were able to school up uh, our very well-regarded Operation Unifier again in a neighboring country, 
and very visibly provide some support uh, to the Ukrainian forces as they gear up to try and retake territory, I think that would go a long way towards uh, uh, smoothing over this incident. Certainly one of the first hiccups we've seen in Ukrainian-Canadian relations in quite a while, and, and it was, it's been a big one. Roman, thank you so much for your time again tonight. You're very welcome.